welcome to Flipping the Script, a podcast for women of color by women of color, helping you to not just navigate your way through change, but to embrace it. I am your host, Michelle Words. Today we have Shirley Staten. Shirley is clearly a sports enthusiast, and she uses that mindset in her coaching tactics with her business and personal clients. Shirley is no nonsense and tells you like it is. She is not one to sugarcoat things. That is exactly what some of us need. So let's get to it. I am not where you want to be. Trying to navigate life, but it's hard to see. Yeah. I am struggling to make a change. We're coming to me now is the perfect chance. With nothing to script, so you'll find your way. To help you embrace any trials you face. With nothing to script, conquer every day. We're helping you find your happy place. Today we have with us Shirley Staten. Shirley is a business and life coach. With over 30 years of sales and customer service experience, Shirley has a proven track record of recruiting, hiring, training, coaching, and developing leaders. As a sales and customer service professional, Shirley is committed to coaching small business owners and sales professionals to execute strategies that include customer service techniques to improve overall service levels, efficiencies, and ultimately sales. Shirley's professional background includes sales rep, sales manager, director, and customer service manager. Although her titles include manager, she has always considered herself as a coach by adopting strategies and techniques used by her favorite two basketball coaches, Pat Riley and Coach K. Shirley, for those who don't know, who's Coach K? Coach, and I say K because I can't always pronounce it. He's the coach of Duke, men's basketball team. Ah, okay, Duke. All right. Yeah. Well, in addition to business coaching, Shirley has a life coaching practice that allows her to help clients overcome challenges to lead to a full life. Her education and professional development include an executive MBA from W.P. Carey School of Business at Arizona State University as well as countless hours of training and development courses offered by her previous employers. Her success as a coach has been validated by the number of former employees who still seek her advice and guidance on major personal and professional decisions. And we are happy to have Shirley here with us today. Welcome, Shirley. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity, Michelle. You're welcome. Tell us more about your background and how you got to where you are today. Well, the initial start was working in corporate America. Like many of us, we think that we have to have a job. And I didn't recognize it at the time, but I was actually developing entrepreneur skills. And my style, as I stated in my bio, was a coaching style. And I think that was because I was always one that was curious. And whenever I started a new position, I would always try to learn as much as I could about that position and other parts of the business. And then became 
a point of contact for others within whatever organization I was in and work to help develop them so that they could do the best job that they could. And coincidentally, most of my positions have always been dealing with customers in some capacity. So my first professional job, I actually worked at a bank as a teller and managed to move up the ranks there as a manager there. So that allowed me to not only help develop the tellers and make sure that they were servicing customers and providing the right type of services to the customer and making sure that the customers were feeling like they were uh, being serviced the way they deserve to be serviced. So that was a subtle introduction to the benefits of customer service while also developing people and developing myself as well, because I was fortunate enough, and I say it was fortunate because I had a couple lazy managers. And as long as I was willing to do the work, they were willing to let me do it. So there was a a perfect opportunity to learn. And again, I didn't realize it at the time, but it's definitely something that I share with uh, people that I'm working with now to leverage those opportunities and don't complain if you have a a lazy manager because there's some growth in there for you. Uh, From there, I- Always opportunity. Always opportunities, yes. And so from there, I stumbled into industry that I knew nothing about, and that was electronic component distribution. And with that, I was hired as a customer service rep, but mainly to help reconcile invoices because it was a new concept with the company and and that industry at the time where we were physically on site at the customer. So we, when I say we, it was myself, uh, two sales reps, the inside sales rep, the outside sales rep, and then the person that was basically responsible for the warehousing piece of it. And so from there, as companies evolved, there's changes. And so I was uh, laid off from there. I was hired by a manufacturer here in the Dallas area. And while I was at that manufacturer, a lot of the responsibilities were quite similar, but it started me to think about what if I get laid off again, or what else should I be thinking about doing when I get closer to that time where I need to maybe think about retiring. But also I had reached a point in my life where I had worked very hard for the companies that I was with, but the loyalty from their side it it had changed and I needed to prepare myself for the what ifs. And so I started coaching just kind of on the side, just because I enjoyed doing it. And if I would go into a restaurant or some other type of business, I would recognize areas that they could possibly improve on, not only improve customer service, but some of their efficiencies and operations. And I would often make suggestions to them. Sometimes they'll ask me to come back and talk to them a little bit more. And I just did it because I enjoyed it. And I did go ahead and get certified to be a life coach, but I never did anything with it. The intent was to start building a client base while I was still working. And so I could pick a date that I could replace my income and then I could go ahead and launch my business full time. But as 
some of us often do, we get comfortable with those paychecks and we just mm. <laughs> we just drag our feet. So that's when God steps in and God says, you're not smart enough to do this on your own. So let me help you. <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. so when I got laid off the second time, I decided that, okay, should I go ahead and start the business now or should I look for another job? And one of the guys that I was coaching, he told me, you, you pounce on me about getting stuff done and, and following my dreams. Now it's time for you to do the same. So he basically challenged me to practice what I preached. I was going to start a practice. I received a call from a lady asking about franchises, if I was interested, which I wasn't. Turns out franchising was a good fit for me. And so I went the franchising route. And so here I am today. I have a franchise, which is primarily targeting business coaching, but I was still getting requests for personal coaching. So I decided that I need to put a little bit more focus on both on the business and coaching, personal coaching or life coaching side of the business. So now I'm trying to figure out how I can make sure that I'm incorporating both and balancing both and continue to evolve from there. Okay. So as far as your coaching style, Do you think that it is influenced by your obvious love of sports and specifically basketball? (laughs) Do you think that maybe that has any influence? And whether it's basketball, football, soccer, any sport, I think it's a parallel between business and coaching, whether you're coaching an individual, whether you're coaching a team. And the reason is that sometimes the coach, and and probably more times than not, the coach sees things in you that you don't always see in yourself. They have the responsibility of helping you be successful or helping you win in whatever it is, whether it's a business, the sport, or in life. And so being able to keep that in mind, then taking a step back and say, this is where this person is today. This is where they say they want to be. This is where they can potentially go. But what will it take to help them get there? And that's when you start digging into the part part of it is what is it that they really want to do and then helping them devise a plan to get there and being able to set realistic expectations for them on what it's going to take to get there and then you're holding them accountable because now we agree that this is what you want to do. We agree this is how you're going to get there. Now you have to do it. And then if they have a setback or if they have any kind of areas that they may not be ready for, they don't fully understand or need some more training and development, whatever it is, then that's part of my responsibility to help identify what that is and help them get whatever that is. So an an example would be, say, someone that's in business and they're trying to do their their books 
and they're not good at doing the books. They may be good at selling to their clients, but they're, they shouldn't be trying to do the books because they're not good at it. And it's taking them away from going out and promoting their business. So I'm going to help them understand what parts of the books they need to know, but we're, I'm going to help them also understand the benefit of hiring someone else to do the books while they continue to learn how to read maybe some of the financial statements so that they can recognize if there's something that's not in sync or something that's out of place, understanding it, but not doing mm-hmm. it. And so, right. so that's part of my, my responsibility. And, and so there's so many different examples. And the one thing that's the same for all is one size does not fit all. So I can have techniques that I can duplicate with different people, but it's going to be a little different per person because their individuals, their needs are different and so forth. So everything is customized to those individuals. Okay. So had you taught or had you coached sports before or were you an athlete? No, I was not. But I also used the analogy of golf. And I like that analogy because if you are familiar with golf, and I know you golf, and there's a lot of golf pros that's never been on the PGA or the LPGA. Mm-hmm. They can coach a golfer to be the top in their game. Mm-hmm. So I, I just happen to like sports. Okay. And I like watching a lot of different sports because I, I do like to uh, do the comparison and contrast to business and, and in life. And so for me, that that's a close sure. linkage. If I could have played sports, I, I would have wanted to run oh. track, but didn't have that opportunity. Okay. Yeah, running was not my, uh, that was not my sport. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, it was because I was working in high school. So that's the reason I didn't. Oh, okay. Uh, Okay. Didn't do it. So it's never too late. Uh, there's something that's too late. <laughs> I, now, out of all the uh, sports, I have not come across a senior track team. You just need a coach. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll let you be my coach. Well, no, I'm not the one. <laughs> well, actually, I probably could because I could just sit along the track and just tell you faster, faster. I'm a really good cheerleader. Yeah, I can do that. Okay. <laughs> and hold that stopwatch, keep uh, uh, clicking the stop, stopwatch. I can do that too. I can do that too. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me now in your transition then from corporate to entrepreneur, mm-hmm. what were some of the challenges that you faced? The one is really on the marketing side, really trying to profile a target customer type. And with that, how to reach them. And one of the things that I'm still learning, and and that's another thing that I had to come to terms with, just like anything else, you never stop learning. So 
what I'm learning even more so now, even though I've been at it for three years, is when you present yourself, you have to present yourself with identifying a potential problem that a prospect may have. And you have to present yourself the same way, no matter how you're connecting with them. So if I'm at a networking event, my message, my delivery, everything needs to be consistent, but it needs to include a potential problem that a prospect may have. Because the person that you're talking to, even though they may be a prospect, they may not be a prospect right now, but you want to be able to plant that seed in their head that you trigger a thought that, oh, that is a problem I'm experiencing. And I never thought about hiring a coach to help me resolve that issue. And so, um, so still reminding myself that when I'm talking to people that I need to, if I can connect with them to identify something that they may be struggling with, to be able to present myself, present in the conversation, because in the conversation, you want it to be just that. You want it to be a conversation where you're in a way casually stating that you help people with these particular problems, but you have to do it where you're not trying to sell to them because at the end of the day, you're not trying to sell to them. You're just trying to let them know that I can possibly help you with it. And then if they are interested, then that can lead to future conversations. And uh, sometimes- So relating to their pain. Relating to their pain. And and especially if they don't necessarily recognize it's a pain. So that's another Ah. tricky part because they may subconsciously recognize it, but until you state it in a certain way, they may not think of it as it's a problem, but not that big of a problem or that I can deal with it or I can get to it later. But when you Mm -hmm. present it in a way that brings it to the forefront, it, it can start them to thinking about it a little bit more. So we all face challenges. How did you go about overcoming that challenge? Continuing to talk to other professionals in marketing and getting their advice and not talking to a lot of different marketers because sometimes they may have different theories on pieces, but connecting with a few that I trust that I have seen their work and know their successes and getting the guidance from a few that is helping me represent myself so that now when I'm, when I'm connecting with people that I am saying the same message. And I, I'm actually in the process of the, another exercise as it relates to that, because it's not just when I'm talking to people, it's now what does my videos look like? What does my marketing material look like? Everything that could possibly touch my brand needs to be consistent. But the piece that's still on right. me is when I'm interacting with, with people and now using more virtual networking or going to more virtual networking events, I think I have a 
even better opportunity to make a statement. And you probably heard of it, familiar with the elevator pitch, right? So yes. really getting my elevator pitch crisp so that in those 30 to 60 seconds that I may have, I can make sure that it's clear and then then hoping that someone will resonate with that during those sessions. And but then also it allows me to listen to them and then I can uh, be a little bit more proactive with reaching out to other people too to have further dialogue and make sure that I'm presented it as I just want to learn a little more about you and your business. I'm not trying to sell to you and making sure that part is clear. Okay. So as far as the personal coaching side of it, what types of issues do you coach people on on the personal side? It can range from career to relationships to self-esteem. Sometimes it's spiritual connections. I have like five to six categories that I will kind of ask them to rate themselves in. But then we talk about what's the most important to them. And the majority of the ones that I've dealt with more recently have been career challenges, trying to figure out what they really want to do for a career, or they may be trying to find another a job and they're struggling with one, the whole resume piece of it, but primarily the interviewing side of things. How do they present themselves when they go into an interview? And so coaching them through some do's and don'ts in that area. Yeah. Okay. And one of the other ones that I have dealt with is just with relationships and the relationships have been anywhere from family members to significant others. And, and so being able to talk through really what's the root of that, the issues that they are experiencing. And in all cases, whether it's personal coaching or business coaching, not trying to do too much too fast. So we we do things in stages. So breaking off a piece and let it build on the next steps so that they can get some successes, get some comfort level. And then as they build up their confidence, then they start moving a little bit faster. And then you really start seeing uh, the improvements and and then many times they are able to continue to move forward and use that same process for other challenges that they may be experiencing in other areas. A template that can be used in yes. multiple areas. So now in these COVID times, a lot of people are finding themselves unemployed. So what do you recommend for them? Uh, one... It's a good time to do a self-reflection, to really say, this is a time that I have, because money may be an issue, but really it's not to a degree. But if I could do anything that I want to do, what would that be? And then doing that assessment, do I really have the skills to do that? And what joy will it bring to me if I can move forward in that direction? Then start looking at what you need to do to do that. If it's not something that you can support yourself on full time, consider doing it on a part-time basis while you still try to look for full-time work and be, again, be realistic about it. Some gigs will never 
replace your full-time income and you still need to live. And that's being realistic because we can want to build a business, but we still need to survive in the meantime. But start looking for some of the different resources that's out there. There's a ton of organizations now that support almost every demographic that you can think of, whether it's women or the minority space, a lot of veteran organizations. There's a lot of resources that's available that some are free. So if you're looking to start a business, and this is primarily in the U.S., and I know your audience is not restricted to the U.S., but in the U.S., in every city, there's a SCORE office. And a SCORE is a retired executives that are there to coach you for free. And they're an extension of the Small Business Administration. That's what they do. They want to help you succeed. And so they will coach you for free to a certain level. And that certain level, if you can grow, then you Hmm. need to maybe graduate to a different level of coaching. That's when you will hire professional coaches like myself. There's another organization called Small, Small Business Development Center, I think is the name of the organization. And I could be wrong on that with the acronyms. But they are typically lo- uh, located in community colleges and they target the uh, students at community colleges, but they also service the rest of that community as well. They too have uh, resources that can help you with things like a business plan, a marketing plan, how to do your marketing analysis, which is one of the areas that a lot of businesses miss that they really should do because that's going to tell you if there's truly a demand for what it is that you're trying to sell. And so I would definitely check out some of these resources to help you understand some of the pieces of the business that you may or may not uh, understand Uh, and, and then start learning about business, maybe taking some business courses or reading some business books and understanding the different areas of the business. So if you have a product and you know everything there is about that product on selling that product, but you don't understand how to manufacture it, you don't understand how to source the components for it or the materials for it, you may need to understand what warehousing and logistics are all about. So educating yourself on all those different pieces so that if you are moving forward, you now know either it's something that you can do or you need to outsource it. And then who are some of the companies you can outsource it with? And and then one of the other things is the whole budgeting piece, making budget for the business like you do for your home or for your personal life, making sure that you're not spending too much money in one area if you are not generating enough revenue to cover that. If you can estimate what you think those costs are, estimate them. And then once you start having some actual figures, then you can start plugging in those numbers and over a period of time you can get a better idea of how much you need to allocate for those different categories but 
it's not easy. There's a lot of moving parts to it. And if you're not sure, then I just say, ask somebody and don't be afraid to ask. And don't think you have to do it all by yourself and know that you're not the first one that has had this experience or had these issues when you're trying to start a business. But the worst thing you can do is to continue to make mistakes that is causing you to have setbacks or prevent you from moving forward altogether. Right. So now if someone is considering launching a business, do you think now is a good time? Absolutely. Unfortunately, there's a lot of businesses that that fail during this COVID crisis or pandemic that we're currently in. But if you look at some of the history and some of the news articles that's been published over the last few months, a lot of businesses are starting to sprout and they're coming up with new innovative ideas and ways of doing things as a result of the pandemic. And so you still need to do your due diligence and make sure that you're putting all your pieces together before trying to launch. But I definitely think it's uh, a good time that people, if they're thinking about it, that they they should definitely consider moving forward. I don't know if I'm allowed to do a plug at this point, but share this with you. I actually did Mm -hmm. my, I do a Facebook live every Friday And my guest yesterday was actually a transition coach and she was actually my transition coach. And what that is, is she works for a company that represents franchises and they help match individuals with a franchise. And the process that they follow, they're not just trying to push you in a franchise. They do a complete assessment of what you're interested in, what your skill sets are, And then they look at different franchise models that may be a good fit for you, as well as if you're a good fit for that franchisor, because Mm -hmm. the franchisors are not just trying to bring on people just for the sake of it. They want to make sure it's a good match. But uh, she was able to share some reasons as to why it's a good time and also share some other tips that help people make the decision. And there's funding available to help people that need assistance with funding for new businesses. And so if you have an ideal or if it's something that you're thinking about, I would say definitely explore it. Explore it. And then the one other piece that I would like to add to that is as you're developing your processes and procedures and getting your operations up and going, keep in mind that you also need to have a contingency plan if if there is some kind of disruption to the business. And the pandemic is the, the reason a lot of people went under is because they didn't have contingency plans. Right. And it could have been something besides the pandemic. If you're in California, it could have been part of the wildfires that they had mm-hmm. uh, this summer. Whatever it is, there's always going to be some type of disruption. So you have to pl- plan with that and build that into your your process for growing your business. True. Very true. So, okay, Shirley, if someone were interested in reaching out to you regarding your business or your personal coaching, how can they reach you? The best way is to send me a text message on my mobile. 
and and that number is 480-650-2274. Okay. Any other way? They they can send an email. Uh, basically, have two email addresses right now that will be consolidated into one in a few months. But for now, for the business coaching side, it's s a s t a t e n at avicoach.com. And avicoach is spelled a d v i c o a c h dot com. And for the personal coaching, the same prefix, S-A-S-T-A-T-E-N at gmail.com. Great. Thank you so much, Shirley, for the knowledge that you dropped on us today. And I'm sure that you'll be hearing from some of these listeners soon. And just so your audience knows, there's no charge to have a conversation or to yourself to at least have a conversation. And hopefully I can share something with you to help you make some decisions and move forward from there. Fabulous. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Flipping the Script. If you like what you have heard, please make sure to subscribe to get notified of future episodes. Also, I would appreciate it if you would write a review and share with your friends. And I want to hear from you. Feel free to drop me a line and let me know what you thought about this week's episode or to suggest any future topics that you would like for me to explore. Or you can just stop by and say hello. You can reach me at flippingthescript.com or on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Flippin' the Script. Want to continue the discussion? I also have a private group for ladies only on Facebook. I look forward to hearing from you. Bye for now. Find your way to help you embrace any trials you face.